This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Well, a couple minutes early start today for the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Final one of the season. Here on 105.7 FM, the fancy Sparky Fiverr with you, Phil Brylow over there, Dwight Albert over here, Good and uh, Dwight, how are things going with you over at the uh, New Berlin Pro Shop? Seems are winding down for you we, guys as well, right? We are doing great, sir. Uh, some of the leagues are starting to end already, and then next week, I think most of them, if not all of them, end, and then... We have a couple weeks off, and then we go to our summer Go to your spring and summer leagues uh, yeah. as well, right? And uh, for those of you who haven't signed up yet, uh, over at Castle Lanes, their summer leagues coming up too. May 14th, their doubles league that we've talked about uh, so much. Make sure to sign up uh, for that, 15 bucks a week. One-hour time commitment, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday night, your choice. Uh, those leagues are filling up quick. I'm going to talk to Phil Anko in a, in a couple of weeks, but uh, I know Tuesday night was pretty full, I think, at the last I checked. Wednesday and Thursday were filling up too, so... Make sure to call over there, see what's up. You can get yourself a Storm uh, three-ball bowling bag for just signing up or a high-five uh, bowling jersey for just signing up. Uh, then you have a chance to win a couple hundred dollars in cash as well as your choice of any Storm bowling ball uh, if you win the league. So pretty cool little stuff. Uh, over oh, yeah. there is Phil Brylow, the guy who has got to be racking up unbelievable travel <laughs> hours. Uh, just, and hours. Right, and hotels. Like, Do you have like... <laughs> A hotel membership or something where oh, you yeah. get discounts? Yeah, with Marriott, yeah. Is Marriott it with Marriott? And, yeah. Marriott, and Hilton, Marriott and Hilton are two I have. Yeah, Marriott, I'm already... Uh, Free night at, stay, I'm, huh? I'm almost at titanium status again, so... <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm pretty close. What do you get a titanium status? Do tell. Like 75 nights. Nice! So, yeah, that's, that's good. It's really nice. So you walk in the hotel, and good afternoon, Mr. Brown. Thank you for your status. And that wow. Of, and yeah. I, already got, I already got my invitation back. Uh, I stayed when I was in Las Vegas. I stayed a couple nights at the Gold Coast, and then I also stayed at the Rampart out in Summerlin. Where do you get, they, they missed me already, so... <laughs> oh, my God. Mr. Brylow, Mr. Can, you Brylow. Back, can you come back and leave more of your money with us? Uh, we really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure from that aspect, right? <laughs> no doubt about that. Hey, uh, okay, so the USBC Masters uh, happened um, mm-hmm. this last week. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, that that was not what they needed. That was not <laughs> what I was looking for. I'm more excited to talk about the brackets than I am excited to talk about oh, this show. Sparky. I am. I Look, look Jacob Buttriff, thank God for Jacob Buttriff. For a couple of different reasons, okay? For a couple of different reasons. Okay, I'll My hear you. My first reason is he finally won a major, right? Yes, right, right. The second with reason- a bad, With a bad back. I was getting there. The second reason is Dwight could relate to him as good as anybody right, because he was exactly. suffering a tremendous amount of physical pain yes. and was able to get through it. Yes. You can talk about having oh. physical issues and trying to bowl through it. Mm-hmm. And then trying to bowl through it when Phil was there on Sunday- 
watching in match play to get through that and then hoping you don't wake up with even more back pain on Monday. How much could you tell on Sunday, Phil, with Buttram? Oh, you could smell like the uh, biofreeze or something (laughs) on him when he walked by you and that type of thing. Uh, It wasn't super obvious, but he also had a very short route through the winner's bracket yet. He knew. You know, it's like the attitude when you're hurting. You know if you throw more strikes, that's less pain you're going to inflict on yourself. And I think he had a little bit of that going. Like, if I keep striking, I don't have to shoot all those spare balls. Sure. I'm taking it easy on myself. And well, why I'm do gonna... you think I always tried to strike? Right, exactly. In my day. Is that what it was? <laughs> I didn't want to throw the second Get ball. Get out of here. <laughs> you, you need to stop. <laughs> But uh, but you could just see, you know, he didn't let it get in the way. Right. He got, you know, yep. he didn't have a different demeanor when he was walking back between shots. He'd come back and maybe once in a while talk to a ball rep or something. But he was he was pretty locked in. There was no doubt about it. And he's a young guy. So so can you bring up a status what happened with him? I mean, was it lower back? It was, it was a pinched nerve, uh, yeah. upper back pinched nerve. Upper he, back. He, he put on yeah. Twitter uh, a little later this week. Uh, he went to a chiropractor, and he's fine. He's ready for the playoffs in Portland. He's out Good. there already. Uh, as many of the guys are, because that show starts tomorrow night uh, with the playoffs on Fox Sports 1. That's going to be a live show tomorrow. Yes. With the first four matches. And, and Buttress ready to rock and roll. So Good. it's ready to go. Haven't heard on Belmo yet, though. I mean, they, they, I'm sure he Belmo's ready to go, too. He's had a whole week plus to. They can't have him miss the playoffs. No. No, he's there. No. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's got to be able to And go. they did show a picture of his finger. Right. You know, and holy cow, that thing looked pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. He, If he doesn't go and your one seed gets taken out by injury, I mean, the rest of the field celebrates, and now yeah. it becomes really entertaining. Yep. Yep. Because now there is no clear-cut favorite, like you could maybe say about the NBA this season, where there's maybe no clear-cut favorite to win the NBA championship yeah. right now, unless Golden State, you know, gets to be in Golden State again. I was thinking about Belmont even on the drive down today and thinking to myself how he's doing and how, how well he's healing because you just don't – you got a couple of weeks for the skin to regrow, you know, right. and, and and everything. And and he right now, I think in the PBA reminds me of Tiger in in the golf when he was in his prime. How much fans want to tune in to watch, no and, doubt. And then the PBA needs him at this point, just like the PGA needed Tiger. Do you like that comparison, Phil? Or does that you don't like that comparison? It's a little right. It's a little much, but it's 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 not it's not far off. It's kind of trying to get the domination. You know, nobody's really dominating out there right now. There's still guys winning other titles. Nobody's taking you know ten titles in a season out of a uh, out of a out of a thirty you know thirty title season this year. But yeah, the dominance is definitely there, but but not to the level of maybe what Tiger, Tiger is. Yeah. right? But there is another comparison that makes a lot of sense. Tiger Woods, you could say, kind of made these golf courses adjust to him. Right, so all of a sudden now they're longer. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden That's now, right. golfers back in the day who maybe weren't in the best of shape now right. are lifting year round, absolutely are running, are all yep. of a sudden making sure they're in better shape. Their team, like Tiger, mm-hmm. is he kind of redefined the path. what the golf game was going to look like going forward. Yep, and I will argue that yes, he's not Tiger of old. No, right. agreed. But I will argue the the quality of golfers now are probably better than what the quality of golfers were when he first got into the PGA Tour. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, we talked to Carmen Salvino on Flow Bowling when we were at the Tournament of Champions, and Carmen Everybody's said favorite. it is tougher to win on tour now than it ever was when he was out there. Right. Because of the number the of athletes. The bar is so high. The bar is so high with the number yeah. of athletes. Yeah. It's so, way different. And then yeah. the other aspect of it where I think is, is comparable is, remember when Tiger Woods broke through and everybody said, well, 
now you're going to get people that really aren't into bowl or into golf to start going out to the golf range. Maybe I mm-hmm. want to try this golf thing. A tiger can do it. Maybe I can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how it changed that aspect, and you got more participation. Oh, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if Belmonte is doing that, but what we do know is happening is Belmonte is changing the way people are bowling as far yeah. as rolling with two hands. Correct. We just Absolutely. had a charity bowling tournament I talked to you yep. guys about last week yep. that I went to from here, and there were a bunch of 13- and 14-year-old kids that were there as part of this project or whatever, high school project or middle school project, and you got guys out there throwing with two hands, going mm-hmm. up there and throwing with two hands and throwing that big sweeping yeah. hook with two hands, and I'm going, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, this is the Jason Belmonte effect. Yeah, and, I've, I've, Go ahead. And we had middle school bowling at New Berlin, yeah. a full 28 lanes yesterday. And one of the guys said last night at Couples League, I can't believe how many young boys, 12, 13 years old, are two-handing. Yep. Probably 20. I, I've got the Top Gun today up at Bolero. Oh, the Top Gun. Yeah, so we did that. I yeah, love the Top yeah, Gun. Yeah, so we're, yes. start, we're starting at noon, and it'll be live streamed on YouTube. Just look for Top Gun Invitational on YouTube about 2 o'clock this afternoon. Probably twenty five percent of my boys are are throwing a two handed that, and they're yep. making spares because to make the Top Gun you have to have at least right. an eighty percent fill percentage. So they're making spares when they're not leaving, you know, when they're leaving things after the first ball. So they're picking up ten pins, throwing two handed. Right. To me, locally, um, when a young boy comes into the shop, he'll say he'll see my Jason Belmonte jersey I have in the shop. I have mm-hmm. a Jason Belmonte jersey. He's my favorite pro, Dwight. Five, six guys this week. Five, six young boys this week came into the shop. Jason Belmonte, he's my favorite pro. Right. And and see, that to me, we talk about comparison as far as how that's I don't hear another changing, name. how that's changing the game. That, I think, is how Belmonte has really changed the game, similar to Tiger. Belmonte's not increasing winter pool money or stuff, stuff like that yep. because Tiger Woods started drawing huge amounts of people to these tournaments. Right. And sponsors wanted to jump on board and everything right. else. Okay, well, bowling alleys, you're limited in general. There's not wide open spaces to put people. You know, and to go right along that story with Belmonte at the Masters when he was in qualifying, a uh, six or seven year old kid comes up to Belmo and he goes, uh, I want to give you, you know, I, I brought a band aid for your finger. And oh, the band aids, and the band aids, awesome. and the band aid said hero on it. And Belmo helped him put it on <laughs> and stuff. And even the, yeah. even the pros that were with Belmo were like, this is way too cool. Right, right. This is happening. Everybody was blowing around him. I mean, so. those are the stories that you need to hear. Yeah. Right. And those are the stories that you need to put out there if you're yeah. the PBA tour, right? Yeah. I mean, that would have been good if somebody would have had some some actual video of that. If somebody right. had got some cell phone video that you could have played right. uh, on the next time you see Belmo during the playoffs on TV of this little kid or whatever else. Belmo had to be just touched by all means. Oh, by absolutely. That, right. Like I said, he brought the kid down, had the kid help him put the. The, the band-aid, band-aid on, on the whole deal. With them and yeah. yeah was, Dude, that's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. See, and that, that's, that's the type of stuff where, while some guys on the tour may not like this dude and, and may not get down with this dude, what this dude does mean to the PBA tour, everybody has to respect at this point because he's been bowling at this highest of levels, Phil, consistently for longer than anybody that's on tour right now. I mean, Sean Rash was there with him for a few years. Yep. Um, and Sean Rash, again, not on TV winning necessarily, but if you look at the playoff standings, he's he's right there, right. again, in the playoff standings, top 10, top 12, whatever it is, uh, for Sean Rash. But he's the guy that's always on TV, always competing for championships, always having a chance to it. I think he's just bigger than life right now. When Jason Belmonte walks into the room, it's just a different presence right now. for, And, and the other pros aren't going to be unhappy because they're 
now bowling for a second. They know they got to get past Belmont to win, and right. that's a big mountain. No, that is a big mountain, and that's because it's all started talking about Belmont's finger and hoping that he's all right. Mm-hmm. Because if he's not all right, again, that does change the field. But while it changes the field and now anybody can win, you really don't have a true champion, in my opinion. Because no matter who goes through this, you're still not going right. to beat the best. I mean, right. it's just not going to happen. If the best guy isn't there because of injury, even if you win, the question is still going to be, yeah. why could he have beat Belmo? Right. That, that's that's what it's going to be at the end of the day, right? Right. right. Getting back to the Masters, though. Oh. <laughs> and I know. It was still an extremely entertaining show. The first, the first match you got to you, you got to roll off or whatever. So that was nice. It was a tie. Right. The the rest of the show was Miss Spares right. costing guys matches. Right. That's what it was. All I'm saying from this standpoint is this: you didn't have any star power. Mark my words. Now right. I'll give this to the USBC. Okay, Lucas Wiseman on Twitter did a great job. Because I follow him on Twitter, did a great job leading up to that show. He said, "Hey." You may not know everybody in our field, but here's some background information, right? Yeah. And he and he tweeted out a story, and I thought it was very well done, of each bowler, kind of their background, who they are, what you love. a picture yeah. of them, right? And I was like, okay, <laughs> right, all right, I get down with this. That'll help. But at the same time, I just, I, there was something okay. for me as a fan, right, right, okay. that I turned it on. I was like, ugh, like I, I don't, I can't. I'm having a problem <laughs> connecting well, with anybody on I, this show. Waiting for yeah. Buttriff to get on TV. I get it. But here's how you got to look at it. Was Earl Anthony, Mark Roth, Marshall Holman, the first, Dick Weber, Pete Weber, the first time that they were on TV, they were no names also. I thought about this all week with the, the drop of all oh, the you know, ratings going to be bad. There's no names on. Well, those guys had to be on TV for the first time also when that viewer turned in and and said, who's this guy? You're Facebook guy, right? You're on yeah, Facebook. Okay. Not so, crazy. Okay, but, no, yeah. but you're always the one telling me about what people are saying on Facebook. Yeah. All right, so what was what was the talk about this show? It, it, it's going to be said? a dud because yeah. there's no names. Right, and in my opinion, I bet you is, money a lot of people never even turn it on. Bet you money. Yeah. I can't wait to see what the ratings look like for that TV show. I bet well, you it killed them. Yeah. I don't necessarily I, think so with it being no. on Monday night. Yeah. I, th- I think the weeknight saved them a little bit. I think, think if you so? would have went, yeah. I think if you went, you know, Sunday afternoon time slot again, I think that could have nailed them a little bit. But I think I don't think it, yeah. it hurt. At them a certain bad on point, night. I just think the bowling fan would like to just watch bowling, and I was very impressed with Chris Sloan. I mean, there's a young man, and yeah. and EJ Tech was 100 percent right. He's bigger than his body frame. Yeah. He walks like he's six foot three, bowls like he's six. Loved his attitude. Loved his two handed game. I, I see him as Going very far. Of the guys, the four guys, and uh, right, that are there. And Peters we knew. Right. But okay, so right. Yep. So Buttriff we knew, Jake Peters we knew, but the other three guys, Sloan, the kid from Ireland, that's the kid that you yes. like the best of the other three. Yes. Solomon from, from Tennessee. I mm-hmm. really like his game. You like him too. Chris Chris, yeah. Chris Sloan. Chris Sloan. That that's yep. your guy. I, I think Holloman. If he learns Holloman to make some good. adjustment, well, yeah. once again, you know, if you're a left-hander out kind there, rookie. you're kind of feast. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's yeah. now leading the rookie of the year standings. And but if you're a left-hand tour, it's kind of feast or famine. You got to find a way to get checks and, and make shows like Rhino Page has done, and Jesper Svensson has done this year, yeah. where the rest of the lefties aren't doing anything. Holloman hasn't gotten to that point yet. We've, get, as you saw, there were three lefties in the final six. Kenny Ryan almost made the show. Yes, uh, another rookie of the year candidate. And so Holloman's got to get over the top. Uh, Bob Greenfield, who everybody yep. remembers from around here, now lives in the Memphis area, and he was the first guy to give me a heads up on Holloman. 
Yeah. Going, watch out. Incredible you know, watch out wrist rotation. Yeah, yep. he's just got to – the mental game's got to come around a little bit, and he's got to be able to, to be more than one dimension. Right. You know, he's That's what I got out game, of it, watching he's, him. He's got to improve yep. things a little bit when it's tougher for all the lefties out there. You bring up an interesting point. And I hadn't thought about this, and we haven't talked about it all year. We've done this show since January. It's now April, right? How many times have we talked about Rookie of the Year? Not once. Not I'm aware. No. Yeah. Because up until this point – Nobody's been on TV. That's right. 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 Now, remember, rookie of the year last year was won by Cameron Doyle, right. who didn't make a TV show. The only finals he made was an extra frame event in Delaware. And other than that, didn't really have that spectacular year. And Doyle is Ofra in the caches in 2019 right. as rookie of the year. See, this so. is, to me, this – I don't know how you fix it necessarily, right? Because if, if it's NASCAR, right, these guys race. So – even though they may not have great finishes, you see them in the starting lineup every week. Mm-hmm. You see them on TV. Yeah, they may be in the backfield, but there's an identity, excuse me, to know who they are, right? right. The rookie of the year in baseball is playing. Mm-hmm. The rookie of the year in the NFL, playing. NBA, NHL, playing. It's hard for the PBA Tour when you've only got five spots on TV and you have no outstanding rookie that's getting to the TV, which is very, very difficult, as we all will tell you, mm-hmm. to identify who that is as far as your rookie of the year. I don't know how you make that work. I don't know if it's uh, a rookie of the year updated standings once a show every week or if you show some B footage of them bowling and kind of help identify who they are to the people. Right. So now when yeah. you get one of these guys, I mean, this guy could be rookie of the year, and up until this this show, 99.9% of America had no idea who this right. guy was. Right. I mean, and we talk about him at Flow Bowling. We talk about rookie of the year. People are eligible for rookie of the year all the time at Flow Bowling, but unless you're a subscriber, oh, exactly. there's really other, and other exactly. than spare shots that's, that Bill Vint writes on PBA.com. Yeah. No, anybody that's a general public fan has no idea what's going on for rookie of the year. No. That's the greatest thing with Flow Bowling. Uh, now that we've had it almost a year, is the names that you normally don't hear are mentioned, are covered, are watched right. during flow bowling during the week. And I'm telling you right now, there's a crop of guys coming out that are just waiting to break through and get on national TV. That Well, good luck. Yeah. Because yeah, well, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, and pretty much after the playoffs are done, PB League, and that's it for right. Fox. Other than that, everything else is going to be on flow bowling the rest of right. the year. So if you're going to want to figure, want to see who's going to be Rookie of the Year, you better be a Flow Bowling subscriber because that's the only way you're going to see it. See, and that, that again, to me, that is something you've got to figure it out. And I, I don't, maybe there's not an answer to it, right? But sometimes we search okay. for answers and there's just not one and there's just no right. which way around it. The only thing I can come up with is if you put some type of Rookie of the Year type standings, you know, once a week on the TV screen coming out of a break with some B footage or something. Right. And th- of them bowling and saying where they qualified or whatever, something along those lines. So when they do make TV, people are like, oh, that dude's in the I Rookie of the Year race. Yeah. Right, I know who it is. That right. would have helped this show. And and one good thing this year with the Rookie of the Year Award is Chuck Gardner from Brunswick and his Bowl for Life Foundation. Master psychologist. They're, the, uh, they're, they're sponsoring the Rookie of the Year Award this year. And not only is the Rookie of the Year going to get a $2,500 cash award from Bowl for Life, but a youth bowler is going to get a $2,500 scholarship in the Rookie of the Year's name from Bowl for Life as well. So they're trying to promote that Rookie of the Year yeah. award a little bit more through PBA.com. And thanks to Chuck Gardner and Bowl for Life, there's a little extra benefit for someone that's not on the tour uh, to get that scholarship in the Rookie of the Year's name. Too. Solid dude, Chuck yeah. Gardner. Yes, oh. he is. That was Sean. That's Sean Rash's right-hand guy that you yes. talked about so much on the air. 
And again, E.J. Tackett was 100% correct because of the format of the Masters. There's the reason why you got so many guys that aren't, aren't household names on those top five on TV. So we all didn't like, well, not we all, but for the most part, didn't like what the average had to be to get in and qualify and everything else. Right. And seeing now how this whole thing ended up, are we all still on the same boat of they need to raise the average to get in and all that other stuff, Phil? I'm on that boat. It's not going to happen. I'm on that boat. I'd like to see a little improvement to the field. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be qualifiers in, but they were full of 396 players, and then the USBC reopened the field uh, because they said, oh, let's go five on a pair, which, as we all know, the pros hate. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And they went and did that, and they ended up getting uh, 54 more entries, and uh, you know, all that really does is boost up the prize. It doesn't change any of the upper-level prizes when they do that. It doesn't. It didn't change the thirty grand if, on top. Yeah, the twenty five grand in second. second. Yeah. Yep. If they could go five hundred, would you see five hundred? Wasn't there a year they said that there was six hundred and fifty? That was back at the stadium in ninety eight. Right. And that was uh, the year Mike Albee won. There were six hundred ninety two entries that year. Six ninety two. But that's also seventy lanes. Right. That you I can still run think, four shifts on. I still think the best way to fix this is what we talked about last week, right? Mm-hmm. Which is every state has qualifying tournaments. And you take one player from each state on top of the PBA Tour players that are going to be there. Or you take two guys from each state or three, whatever. You pick it out from each state. But USBC could make a bunch of money because you have to pay your money for the qualifying tournament to get in, right? So you get all those people are going to qualify because a lot of people don't want to travel to go do this unless they know they're going to have a shot at it. Well, now if I win this, I get X amount of money for winning my state. So I get paid there. And now... I get to go and bowl in the USBC Masters. Yeah, they actually had a qualifier this previous year up in Wausau for uh, bowlers to win a master spot, and John Shallow uh, from out in the Masson area won a spot from here. But anybody can do that. It's not limited to one per state. If we wanted to have five That's qualifiers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It has to be. It should be here, limited you know? to one estate, yeah. and now you cap it off at 50 additional bowlers on top of what your PBA field is, and that's what it is. But you have to make it worthwhile. You're going to make all that money coming up. Right, for those people that bowl in it. Mm-hmm. So if we did one for Wisconsin, how many bowlers do you think would, if we said it's a $150 entry fee to get in for the qualifier, how much do you think? How many people do you think? A couple 75 hundred? To a, 75 to 100. I was going to say 100. Chance. I would say 100. Right. Yeah. So $150 times that, right? So you're talking about 100 grand somewhere in that area. That's for one state. Mm-hmm. That's one state. And now you could say, hey, look, we'll pay the top five. Right, we'll pay the top five. First place in the qualifier gets five right. grand. Second place twenty five hundred, whatever. Right. And now on top of that, the top one you or two. To qualify for now the you USBC. go to the USBC Masters, Masters and you're right. locked in, and you don't got to worry about it. Right. That to me is how you make even more money of the USBC Masters because now all of a sudden you're pulling an extra fifty or sixty grand out of each state. Now all of a sudden you can take that prize pool money and really jack that prize pool yeah. money up. Now you can really grow this thing. I. I where, where's my flaw in this? Am I missing something? Does this make sense? Head, yeah, not off the top of my head. And again, in larger states, you know, it would be even more, obviously. But people would have to be willing to travel yeah. in larger states. Or maybe right. you give Michigan, more than one. Texas. But like California, right. Texas. California. Maybe yep. you give two qualifiers to those right. states because of how big the population is. Have one in the northern part, one in the southern part of the yep. state for qualifying tournaments and go from there. I, I just. What's the normal qual? What is it? Two fifty? No, five hundred. You said to get it. Three. It was three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty or four hundred if you paid late. Man. Okay. Yeah. She could make so much money. 
<laughs> so much money. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Listen. The master of marketing. What? No, it's just you can make a don't you think? I mean, I don't know. I don't see I don't I'm always looking for something to shoot holes in my theories. I don't know what the holes are. Because yeah. you could have the pri- uh, the proprietors running the tournament. USBC wouldn't have to staff it necessarily. Yeah. You could pay the people that are running your qualifying tournament. But hell, if you're making seventy five to one hundred grand on one tournament, you have the money to pay these people ten bucks an hour or whatever it is. Or even the proprietors of the centers that are going to host the are going to make a ton of money from all these people coming in. How and about buying the fans that would want to come and watch these guys try to qualify? Absolutely. Ah, jeez. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Phil's not saying much, so I'm sure Phil has thoughts. That Solving the Boeing world problems here on Sunday mornings. Right, because if it's all about money. Look, if you're just if you're saying it's a 182 average or whatever, yeah. and you're opening up to more, then it's about money. Right? Right. That, it's just a greed thing. That's right. what it is for the USBC. It's a greed thing. Okay, well, I just showed you a way to make a whole hell of a lot more money yeah. without making the PBA players mad, having five on a pair and everything else, right. and make it a lot, more, a, a lot easier for everybody to get involved and it doesn't cost everybody the same amount of money. You're saving the guy that goes in 200 bucks from going to the USBC Masters. I'm charging 150 versus 350, but I'm getting way more people to try for it. And then that guy that wins it makes 5 grand plus now goes, "Oh, I can pay for a flight. I just want 5 Gs. Right. I'll pay for a flight out to wherever I'm going and hotel cuz it's already paid for. I got a free shot at this thing." Yeah. And then take it from there. And then it's yeah, and they get the attitude more of Hey, this is a free roll right now. Right. I got everything. This is a free roll from here on out. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm already up money. So, so see what happens. Yeah. Oh, man. And you've proven yourself because you've gone against the field. And then let the USBC pick out what the lane conditions are. Don't let the provider pick it out, obviously. Yeah. Let the USBC figure out what the qualifying lane pattern is going to be or whatever the case may be. Uh, makes sense to me. Or here, I got another one. I'm just on a roll. Here's another one. <laughs> There has to be a Phil Brylow in most of these states, right? Guys that do independent bowling tournaments mm-hmm. and shoot video and everything else, pay that local production company in every state to do the little right. five local qualifier, little right. five man TV show or whatever the case may be. Put them under a, a, some lights or whatever else, and give them that little bit of experience as well on top of it. And now all of these things are on YouTube. So now if you want to see who won the qualifier in Hawaii and what the great deal is, now there's some video on YouTube to go watch these guys bowl to see who they are. Absolutely. As you said, there's enough guys. There's, there's You're not the only one. Across, no, there's six or seven guys across the country that can do it well enough to make it respectable as a production. Right. It's not one guy holding a cell phone camera or anything like that like you see a lot. Of right. And if they're going to pay you, you're going to go right. do it. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. Phil, you get the Midwest. Sounds good. Right. Well, bowling, <laughs> I'll see you in six months. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back after this. Castellite Spare Time Bowling Show on 105.7 FM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with our guy, Phil Brilo, who works hours after hours after hours talking about bowling and bowling and bowling and bowling. And what am I doing today? Talking, I'm talking about bowling and bowling and bowling. What am I doing this afternoon? Bowling and bowling and bowling. Yep. It really is amazing that that you are still able to talk about bowling after how much you have. Does it ever? Do you ever get like sick of it? 
there's moments where I got to make sure I, I kind of refocus and don't go off on a tangent. And I'm thinking, does, does does your wife ever tell you that you dream in your sleep like you're no calling no, fl- calling the flow bowling? No, no, no. That's one thing I'm actually lucky enough when I'm on the road. I all of a sudden wake up in the middle of the night having a you know production Bell dream. The front nine. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get oh that. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky enough to uh, to not have that. But uh, you know, home. I got home late Monday night. Uh, I didn't get to see the Fox Sports One show live. I was on the way home, and uh, you know, just getting back to a couple of days where I just didn't look at bowling, didn't touch a bowling ball, didn't think about it. And <laughs> you know, you need that once in a while, yes. just kind of recharge the bat. You know, recharge yes. your batteries. I actually did not. I mean, obviously, I saw who won. I saw some of the stuff that happened, but I, and I didn't watch the show until yesterday. Okay, right. You know, you know Thursday night I went and you need league that. And, yeah, Thursday night I went and bowl league, and everybody kind of you know they're happy to see you that kind of thing, and uh, you know. Nobody really wanted to talk bowling with me. That was kind of nice. It's like, <laughs> hey, let's have a beer. Perfect. Good. Good night for me. Yep. Good. So, all right, let's talk about the playoffs. Bowling heaven is the scene. The championship match will happen June second at eleven o'clock. That is a long, long, long ways away. Yep. Okay, so it's going to be Monday nights going forward. This is what we have in store tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Oh man, sixteen seventeen matchup: Barnes versus Troop. Big fan. Right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. Winner gets Belmont if he's able to bowl. Aye, aye, aye. Next match, Tang versus Prather. Mm-hmm. And I love Chris Prather. Oh, we know you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, then Maldano, uh, Maldonado, I should say, uh, versus Page. Uh, that's not so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Andres Gomez versus Dick Allen. Now, I, I don't know how they're going to set this up Dick on Allen. TV. But there is no way that Barnes and Troop should go first. That should be the last match of the night. And then after that, I don't really care how you line the rest of them. I mean, the first match should be probably uh, Rhino Page yes. and, and Maldonado, right? You go yep. that one first. So yep. Prather and Tang won. The winner Second. gets the winner of that <laughs> one gets Doherty. Uh, yep. Page and Maldonado, winner of that one gets Simonson. And then Dick Allen and Andres Gomez, winner gets EJ Tackett. Um, but that's not until the April 29th show on Fox Sports One. If I'm one of those guys in the lower half of the bracket, I'm so happy. I mean, look at those. Look at the who the winners of those opening matches get: Belmo, Doherty, Simonson, Tackett. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little different than getting Butcher, O'Neill, Duke, or Rash right now. It really is on the other side, right? Yeah, on the other side of that bracket. If you're on the other side of that bracket, you got to feel a little happier for yourself that your chances are a little bit better to get to that final. Mm-hmm. On the other side, uh, West Ballot, uh against Blanchard uh, in the first match on the 15th. Winner gets Buttruff. Uh, Marshall Kent versus Svensson. That's going to be nice. On the 15th, winner of that one gets O'Neill. Uh, Barrett versus Miller. Winner of that one gets Duke. Uh, and Sherman versus Archer. Winner of that one gets Rash. So you have a potential Rash-Duke uh, matchup coming. That That's probably what that's going to be based on who they're going to get there. And then up on the top, uh, Buttruff. I would assume gets through, depending on his back. Uh, you assume O'Neill gets through, but you never know with Svensson. But he hasn't had that that great of a year, so we'll have to wait and see. But I I just love Duke and Rash. Like that is going to be outstanding, uh, and that won't be until just May twenty seventh. There's a long drop off before you yeah. get to that. Yep. May twenty seventh, by the way, is Memorial Day, and it's also my birthday. Um, oh, happy birthday! Uh, thanks. I'll be driving back from <laughs> Iowa on May twenty seventh. Uh, and then uh, on the other side, Buttruff and O'Neill could be a matchup uh, on May 27th as well. On the other side, Belmonte versus Doherty or Prather. 
right? Mm-hmm. Belmonte versus Prather, you'd be pretty excited about that. That's Monday, May 20th. And then Simonson versus Tackett, prob- probably, and that's Monday, May 20th as well. Yeah, Monday night's at 6 o'clock. Is it going to be consistent timing with no, that, Phil? No, 8 it's, o'clock. 8 o'clock? It's, uh, it's 6 o'clock tomorrow, um, and then it's 7 o'clock the following week, and then it's 8 o'clock after that going forward all the way until Saturday, June 1st, which is an 11 a.m. start for the final four, I guess you could say, mm. and the champion the next day at 11 a.m. Just reminds me a lot of like what's going on right now with uh, the college basketball and the brackets. That's how it's set up. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's set up. See, they get the whole bracket looks just is, like it. Yeah, right. It's set up just like the bracket, um, and I, I think they do a great job. Now, not that anybody will care about this, but so they're going to tape all of this, and then a couple of these are going to be live, right? The tomorrow night is live. Everything else is taped up until you get to the semifinals and the championship match. So they're taping everything uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Everything's going to be taped up until the semifinals. So by the time they leave Portland, they're going to—I mean, the people in Portland are going to know the four guys that are coming back in. And June. then, and then those will be live. June. Those will be live. In first June. and June second will be live. Correct. Back to back. Is this all going to be upstairs or downstairs? They're actually doing it. In, I believe they're doing it in the old part of the building. So not the high where they originally did the first year PBA league. They want that small, intimate setting. For these playoffs, they want the fans right around the paralanes. They Did want he it loud. Bowl, they like it... a whole new part for TV. He yeah, built that a was whole new part. They they kept TV in mind for that for the PBA league. Right when they built the mezzanine. That's why he did section, it. All that correct. But that's not where they're doing the playoffs. That's not where they're doing the playoffs. They're doing the playoffs in the old section. But he's doing PBA league. PBA league will be in the new. Will section. be in the new section. Correct. Hmm. And they're going to have turnouts. That's a lot of bowling in one town. Yeah. Well, wow. you saw that you saw the bowl portland people at the usbc masters mm-hmm. that's just a dozen of them i mean they had 120 some teams in that bowl portland league this year four in a team that's almost 500 people hmm. that are fired up about the PBA. yeah you saw charlie town. mitchell in the crowd too yeah yeah that's gonna be 500 Vegas. people that just yeah. they're just bowl portland bowlers that doesn't count the casual fans in portland mm. out, that doesn't count the people that are traveling there mm. to watch the playoffs and i know people that are traveling to watch either the playoffs or the league when that comes out in July. So when these guys show up to bowling heaven, yeah. do they like have groupies there waiting for them? Or like, oh, how it, does this work? Everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's, really? Oh, sure. It's like being a little bit of a rock star when you walk it, in. You mm-hmm. are a, you are a, if you're a pro bowler walking in those playoffs this week in Portland, you are a rock star. It's like yes for Svensson. Right. You can be the guy walking in. Right? Yeah. Kyle Troop. Oh, yeah. Kyle Troop. Oh my God. There, Kyle Troop. Oh. Yeah. There's teams, there's teams, that now have adopted certain players. From that's Portland their favorite and bowler. That, yeah, and there's there's a little separate kitty thing going sure. on out there, you know, with with all that as well. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a rock star type atmosphere when they walk in the door. Everybody in Portland, I mean, everybody goes, "Ah, Dick Allen." They love Dick Allen in Portland. His sense of oh, humor and everything like that, yeah. and he's got so many fans out there. That's why I said he's going to be the number that, one pick. Charlie yeah. Mitchell, it's not Tim Mack that wants him. It's Charlie Mitchell, the guy that owns, oh. actually owns that Portland Lumberjack team. Not only that, Rob Stone on our radio show said, I'm going to be breaking bread with my people. Right. You know, so I, I can imagine you're going to have quite a few fans not going crazy Rob over Rob fans. Stone yeah. out there. Yeah. Rob Stone fatheads. So yeah. you what? So what's okay? I, I love having Phil here because he can really set the scene on with this whole thing. Is like because there's nothing like this around here, right? So, so they they're going to show up tomorrow, right? Correct. So they're not there today bowling, but they're going to be there tomorrow. Yes. Or okay. I think there's a pro am there today, if I remember correctly, where they're raising money for childhood hunger, which is awesome. Yeah, and probably raise a lot of money. Yeah. 
So tomorrow, if I want to go there to see the TV show, how early are we talking? People are going oh, to have to get. It's sold out. It's all tickets. It's all sold out. It's all tickets. It's so all it's tickets. not first come, first serve. If right. you didn't buy tickets, you're not in the house. Right. And it, it, as a member of Bowl Portland, you had first shot at the tickets. One of the benefits of being a league member there. So, yeah, it's going to be a full house. Every Charlie night. Mitchell's got some great ideas. I don't know if it works everywhere. True. No. Like I, I just, I, I, and that's yeah, why when yeah. I called it bowling heaven, yes. I'm yeah. telling you, I think it really is. I mean, right. this as as special of a deal because the other thing is, don't take this the wrong way. There's not a bunch <laughs> of old people that right. are showing up that's to watch exactly this. Exactly. The average age of those bowlers in Bowl Portland 30s. is is in their twenty late twenties, early thirties. <laughs> right. The average age of a league bowler here in the Milwaukee or pretty much anywhere you go nowadays is around 60s. fifty. Yeah. At I'd a agree. Minimum. Yep. And the attitude is just totally different. They don't care when they. It's they've, a younger, Port- crazier crowd. Yeah, Bull yeah. Portland is. It's at, let's have fun. It's not about the the money in the league or anything like that. There yeah, is no party money in their league. Very, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things is, oh, you want to screw up the other team? Buy them a round of shots. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a round of shots, guys. Enjoy. Right. right. Mess them, mess with them a little bit. Maybe they won't throw the ball as good after they got a couple in them. Absolutely. It's a it's a whole different atmosphere here. It'd be great to it would be great to pull off something like that. I just don't see with a lot of the, you know, reservations bowlers have right. already about stuff that anybody would would change and do that. I'd do it in a second. I could care less about money in league. I'm out there. I'm lucky enough to have my wife drive home quite a few times from league as well, where I can go out and have fun with my, you know, have fun with the guys I bowl with that type of thing. It's the same thing out in Portland. Your, your wife is a saint. That's all. Yeah, I there's absolutely I mean, no doubt I'm, about I, it. I don't. I don't know how else to to, yep. to determine this. Though. As much as you travel, leave her by herself. That's the first thing. Oh, the sure. second thing is now you're <laughs> telling me she drives your drug butt home. On top of that, <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you, buddy. Yeah, you it, got one my there. Thir- my Thursday night league is. Uh, yeah, when I have a little fun at Riviera Lanes, she. Uh, she she grabs the keys for me. It's nice. Designated driver. Yeah. That's well, nice. Well, I'm bringing yeah. her to Florida. I'm bringing, we're doing PBA 50. We start that a week from tomorrow. You're in Florida? Already. Yeah, we start in Florida. So she's coming down where we got a couple of breaks between events. So she's flying down and hanging out with me. That would be cool. For a few days, yeah. She so can see nice. all your fancy hotel digs that you have. Exactly. And how they respect oh, you when you walk in. That's right. Man, look at Phil. Phil, bravo, Hasht- boy. Hashtag status. Leading the bowling life. Here Talking bowling and bowling. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I want to get your guys' final four predictions uh, coming up next. And then okay. we'll get into this PBA League draft that's coming up uh, tomorrow as well. Straight ahead, it's the last edition for this season of the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Welcome back, Castle Lights, Bear Top Bowling Show. Only on 1057 FM, the fans. He's Sparky Pfeiffer, Phil Brylo, Dwight Albert of the New Berlin uh, Bowling Center and Pro Shop. Any fun stuff coming up this week, buddy? Mm. No specials? Mm-mm. No specials. <laughs> He never has any specials. He never really comes on here and goes, eh, fifty percent off bowling balls this sure. year. I never hear that from Dwight. We have to hire Sparky as our sales and marketing team for the shop. <laughs> you tell me you barely have any time to breathe as it is. Yeah. Sounds like you're doing just fine over there. Okay, so let's talk about uh final four predictions mm-hmm. uh for uh this playoffs for the PBA, the first one. I, I love the concept. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how the whole thing plays off uh, on TV and see what the ratings look like uh, Monday to Monday as we go through the summer here. Okay, so, uh, Phil, let's start with you and uh, your predictions for your Final Four. Who do you got? Coming out of that Belmo Doherty bracket, I'm going with the upset. I'm going with Prather. Oh, okay. All right. The Final Four. 
Prather, okay. Bottom right. bracket on that side? Uh, Tackett. Tackett's going to get through. Tackett and matches. Prather. All right. On your other side of the bracket, top corner, buttress bracket? Svensson. Oh, my God. Svensson's always bowled well there. Okay. At, at Portland. So I got to go at Jesper on that one. And He's then, at 22. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going with the old guy. I'm going with Norm Duke. Bottom Norm Duke. Brother. Norm's another guy that Close. just. Yep. The fans, the fans of yep. Portland love him. He's going to feed off it, and I think that's going to be enough with how he's bowled there as the captain of the Dallas Strikers in the past. So who Definitely. wins it? Uh, Prather. I think Prather makes the big breakthrough. We might have I to do a show fun. of Prather, wouldn't Because Dwight's going to be screaming <laughs> from New Berlin. What is that noise? All right, we'll do a show. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. What do you got, Dwight? Well, I, I actually didn't even take Prather in my – Concept. Uh, if Belmo's healthy, I Belmo. have Belmo on the right. up bracket. And my, what was a tough decision for me was Dick Allen. I mean, because Allen bowls so good at Portland, but I took Tackett yep. in the bottom. So Belmo and Tackett. And then on the right, I got Buttroff and Duke. And Duke. Yep. Who do you got winning it? Oh, Belmo. Okay. So I've got top left uh, Belmo as well. Um, and I get all the Prather love. I think Prather beats Doherty. Um, but then I think it's over for Prather. Uh, and then Simonson and Tackett, obviously, I think those two guys match up, and I got EJ Tackett, even though he scares me on TV. He tends to always do something bad. Um, uh, top right, Buttruff. I just don't think there's anybody over there. Now, Svensson is Svensson. Well, okay, I, I could see that. Because I'm me. <laughs> Taking Sean Rash out of the bottom oh. bracket. And I'm taking Belmo and Rash for the championship. Oh! On TV on wow. June 2nd. That's what I'm taking. Bottle crinkling round three or four. <laughs> Dude. And I'll tell you right now, if I was bowling heaven, if I get that, I'm getting all the bottle See, water I go- can, <laughs> and I'm handing it out to every person in the stands for that match with Belmonte versus Rash. So instead of putting up the hand for five pins, he's, he's going to be putting up bottles of water. Yes, water. right. Half full bottles of water just getting constantly cleaned. Right. Oh, my God. Don't need music play. We're just going to do that the whole match. How cool would that be? Uh, oh, no, my seriously, God. that would be awesome. If it's Belmo and Rash one more time, the final hurrah, the final hurrah, or whatever, dude. That would be he, sweet. He just can't on TV. let that die, dude. It would be awesome because it could happen. I mean, Rash has to beat Duke, obviously. Yes, and then Buttruff. Yeah. If everything plays out, Belmo has got his side. I still think. Watch out for Dick Allen there. I mean, I, I almost took him over Tackett. You know, I mean, he has such success there. True, but that it, it's one of those things where it's that opening round match where it's a single game. I know, and all it takes. You know. is one or two bad breaks against Gomez, and he's out. And you're not the, bowling all you, week leading up to this. Right. You're not getting all these qualifying matches and everything else. You're walking yeah. in cold and bowling. Yeah. yeah. So you get your practice. Everybody's going to get a practice session. I'm sure it's probably tomorrow early on. And then, yeah, you'll get your five minutes of practice before you get started or ten minutes. They fill it up for practice, too? The fans? I'm sure there'll be enough people there. Yeah. There'll be people that are watching the pro am just because you know. First of all, it's a benefit for the for the childhood. Oh, they're sure they sell that and, out. Yeah, and there'll be people that are watching and getting autographs at the pros and that kind of thing as well. It's it was last year. They only show that there. one corner, obviously, when they're in the older older part of the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. But because Sparky and I have not been there, yeah. I mean, is there stuff on the right? Yeah, there'll be bleachers and bleachers and in, right in, in the yeah. back. Right. Yeah. I mean, how big is the facility? I guess that's what that I'm side, that side of the building is twelve lanes. Okay. So we're the fairly side good they, concourse. 
it's Head pretty room. it's pretty tight once you get behind once you get behind the lanes it's pretty tight back there but they have because they have a large bar and restaurant type area behind it uh, but it's it's for the fans it doesn't matter for the fans right just, they'll wedge themselves into like sardines and the lanes are way below the concourse correct they're uh, a couple of steps down yeah probably four or five feet Eight. okay so but there's still plenty of view I mean there's plenty of view room for the fans there and like I said they'll have off camera down the right they'll have bleachers set up there as well for the overflow but it, I, that'll be those will be the people that aren't necessarily in that bull Portland league. You know, those will be for kind of people. Okay, right. I just I'm here to watch that kind of thing. So the Bull Portland League people are going to be on TV. You'll see them down the left side with the wigs on and TV. the masks and right. the signs. Yeah, can you imagine how many wigs this year? <laughs> it's going to be amazing. All right, we'll it talk will, about yep. well, we'll talk about that NBA uh, league draft uh, coming up tomorrow. That's on Flow Bowling as well, right? That NBA league draft. Oh, the PBA league draft. Yeah, yeah PBA league draft. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, three p.m. NBA. Three, yeah. Oh yeah, they. Yeah, three p.m. Uh, Central Time for that draft. All right, perfect. All right, we'll talk about that coming up next. He seems to think he knows what's going to happen, so we'll find out. Welcome back. It is the Castle Lights Bear Time Bowling Show, only on 105.7 FM. The fan. Thanks to Phil and Dwight, Jeff Briggles, Tom Clark, for another great season uh, here on the fan. We get ready for the PBA League Draft tomorrow, and this will be the first time that those crazy fans out in Portland, Maine, will actually get to be at the draft itself. So it's going to be like a draft party. This is going to be a spectacle to watch mm-hmm. on TV. I mean, I know it's the middle of the afternoon, but I'm assuming they're going to be into it. Those fans will be into it on TV watching uh, this draft occur tomorrow. Now, these are the players eligible for selection in the opening round. Dick Allen, Andrew Anderson, DJ Archer, A.J. Chapman, Patrick Gerard. Uh, Andres Gomez, uh, Holloman, Anthony Lavery-Spar, Sean Maldonado, Brad Miller, Rhino Page, Jake Peters, Chris Prather, Kyle Sherman, and Darren Tang. Those are the people up uh, to be drafted. First up is Portland, uh, Simonelli, Wes Malott, Kyle Troop. You say, Phil Brilo, it will be Dick Allen. It will be Dick Allen. I have no doubt in my mind. Charlie Mitchell. And Tim Mack are going to take the game. Dick Bull's great there. Dick's great with the fans there. That's what Charlie's looking for on his team as the owner. And it's going to be Dick Allen. I have no doubt yeah, in my mind. I have, I have it between two. I have it Allen or Prather. Okay, if it's Allen, this league's over. It's over. Because <laughs> then LAX is up, and if you're telling me Prather is going with Belmonte and Jacob Buttriff, it's over. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. It's all done. You don't even need to watch. I'll tell you right now who's going to win. Unless Belmonte can't bowl and is hurt. Or Buttrip is hurting Campbell with his back. Yeah. Unless that happens. Now, Stu Williams is on there, too. Okay, fine. But those other three, Belmonte, Buttrip, and Prather, it's done. Unless, you, unless you're unless you going to tell me, Phil, that they're not going to take Prather at two. I I don't think you can count the Adam splitters. I really don't, even though they're going to wait to number eight and nine picks. Yeah, they got Barnes, Jesper, and Tom Doherty. No yeah. doubt. So then if they get, let's say, uh, I could see them taking Rhino Page. I could see them taking Kyle Sherman. In the first round, yeah, I like Sherman. Then they get the number nine pick in the second round Thanks, because of the back. way because of the way the drafts form. Right. Bowlers who finish thirty first through fortieth in points don't get picked till the second round. AJ Johnson who was on that team last year, his first eligible in that number nine pick. So I see the Adams splitters and Baker picking up AJ Johnson again. You talk about a guy that helped fire that team up mm-hmm. with Dick Allen last year to get that title. Well, they're not getting Dick AJ, Allen. Back. Understand, but they're gonna get I they're gonna get AJ Johnson back, and I think the Adams you can't count the Adams splitters out. Yeah. I mean the different you know lineups that Baker's had over the years and the number of titles he's pulled out of the last cup competition. Monte, Brusher, Chris Prather though. 
with Dave, all due respect. How many how many times have you seen LAX get out of the first round in the last couple of years? No, you're right. Who's on it? Yeah, I, I hear you. Yep. I just I like them a lot. Uh, and then the old dudes, Brooklyn Styles, Walter Ray, and Sean Rash. Uh, they're three. So well, they and they get the interesting part because they're also going to get the seventeenth pick in the draft because they only hold on to two players. So they're going to have to wait until, you know, they're going to get the third pick, then they're going to get the fourteenth pick. And then they're going to get the 17th pick. So what's going to be left for them once mm-hmm. it gets back to that 14th and 17th pick? Some I understand new faces w- on that team. This right. Year. I understand why they changed the lineup so much because, you know, Parker Bowen not really involved in right. you know, the regular PBA tour as much. And, you know, uh, uh, Jason Sterner uh, right. didn't have a good year. Matt O'Grady basically dropped off the tour. Uh, what a shame. Year. I yeah, really liked him. Had, he had, he I liked him. Has, I liked this game. Yeah, he's got. he's just overcoming some injuries, so he's taking some time off. But, uh, yeah, Styles, I just can't see him getting any up and around again with the number of draft picks. Yeah. Gonna get that At low. three, it's going to be Gomez, right? Or Andrew Anderson? Anderson. I would think Anderson. Healthy. I would think Petragoli would take Anderson at that yeah. point in time. Time to start going younger. Yeah. Yeah. And then the New York City Kingpins, Pete Weber shouldn't be on the team. Uh, Marshall <laughs> Kent, BJ Moore, they're up against it. Yeah. Oh, Tom Muscle, Tackett, Simonson, Blanchard. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. I can see Chapman going to that team. Yep, that could be a lot of fun as well. All right, thanks, guys. It's been a fun year as you, always. Maybe we'll do some podcasts along the way throughout the playoffs as well. Sure. Watch for it at 1057fmthefan.com on your radio.com app. Enjoy the playoffs, folks. It's going to be fun. It starts tomorrow night on FS1. See you.